Hi everyone, welcome to the OA Special Focus 100 Pounder meeting. Today is Wednesday, the 18th of May, 2022, and we are delighted to have a fabulous speaker here with us today, RAB. So Ori came to OA in 2001 and is living in LA. We're so grateful to have you with us, sharing your experience, strength and hope, Ori, today. So over to you. Uh, can I be heard clearly? Yes. Cool, cool. My name is Ori. I'm a compulsive, uh, compulsive old reader. And I'm going to go ahead and throw up my pics here. Um, hopefully I don't mess this up. Uh, let's see. All right, can you guys see that? Or can you see this one? Yes. Um, yeah, that's uh, one of my pictures right there. Okay, no, no. All right. Yeah, that's me. Um, this is me here. Um, this is at my top weight of four. Uh, or this was actually 30 days in the program right here. Um, but uh, my top weight is 485 pounds. Um, and I'm down over 250, uh, 250 pounds now. Uh, somewhere around there. I haven't weighed myself in a while. Um, it drives me crazy. Uh, so there we go. Um, I had a little bit of fun earlier with Rita because, um, it, you know, I was looking at the waiting room and there were a lot of people in the waiting room <laughs> and I messaged Rita, who's watching the, who's, who's watching the waiting room. We need to get all these people in. And I said, I want to get as many people in to hear my share as possible. And like I have to joke about that because it's because it, <laughs> the last time the last time I was on this meeting I talked to, I think I was on this meeting when I talked about that my ego needs a fifty person or more role to share like and I just I have to share those things because like I'm still a work in progress and I need to like just puncture a hole in the you know this 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 the great ore you know like I have the the great ore. He needs to have people from far and wide come in here and share, you know, so like I have to talk about those things because it's a, it's necessary for my recovery, my recovery, you know, and then on the, on the other extreme is, you know, oh, look at you, 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 you know, you're sharing with a bunch of old ladies, oh, you know, in my mind, you're sharing but with a bunch of old white ladies, like, wow, whoop de doo you know, that's the other extreme, right, like, it, that's how my mind works, it'll, and not to say that you're all, old. I'm sorry, I, that's not, but this is the stories my mind creates, you know? Um, so yeah, um, I, I still have work to do. And uh, I'm about, uh, in July, I'll have um, July 14th, um, French Independence Day, but still day, I'll have uh, six years of recovery. Um, this, this round, I'm a relapse survivor. Um, you know, before this, before this, this current recovery, I was in relapse for about three, almost four years. And I got up to my, my highest weight. Um, and, you know, it pushed me to the point of uh, wanting to take my own life. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a real compulsive reader, real compulsive reader. They talk about the blackout drunk. They talk about, you know, in the big book that, you know, that, that, that guy that shut himself in in a barn and, 
he was waiting to die, you know, and that's, that's, that was me. Um, I was a shut in in my house and um, I didn't want to leave the house. Um, it got, it, it got really bad. <sighs> you know, I, I like to, um, you know, my story is all over. Um, it's on different podcasts and, and with each, with each, with each talk, I like to kind of focus in on a certain area um, just to keep it fresh and get current on where I'm at in my life today. Um, and, and I don't know, I think maybe on the last, the last talk, I may have talked about more, more about alcoholism, but I, I'm in, I'm in more about alcoholism again with, um, with a sponsee right now. And each time that I go through the work with a sponsee, um, one of my goals is to um, to bring it to life and to bring it to where we're at right now in this moment and today. And when I was reading it with her yesterday, um, you know, I'll start out with most of us have been unwilling to admit we were real alcoholics. No person likes to think he is bodily and mentally different from his fellows. Therefore, it is not surprising that our drinking careers have been characterized by countless vain attempts to prove we could drink like other people. The idea that somehow, someday, he will control and enjoy his drinking is the great obsession of every abnormal drinker. The persistence of this illusion is astonishing. Many pursue it into the gates of insanity or death. You know, and when I read that now, um, I think about how, the, what you know, for me, the ism, you know, what is the ism? Um, the ism is more, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not just the substance, right? Because if it was just the substance, um, it wouldn't be so many programs, right? If it was just tied to alcohol, it wouldn't be so many programs, right? That this is the way, and it, look, I'm not any big book, you know, specialist or anything like that. And there's people who do that. But just for me, the ism is more than just the substance. And specifically, this chapter starts to get into the 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 ism the the mind right and for me like i it, i'm i'm far past the 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 lash of the, the the compulsive overeating piece but um what brings me to that state of powerlessness today is my self-will and how i still want to manage and control my life I still, you know, if you go back, it, my, my sponsor does a great job at puncturing my ego and reminding me, when I came in the program, I was 485 pounds. I had no life, absolutely none. I was killing myself. You know, I was literally killing myself. I wanted, I was living just to eat and I wanted to die. And then you fast forward now till today and I, and now I have bright ideas of how my life should go. You know, now, you know, I, I get, I get into, and it's, it's, it's with many things where it's just like, I jump into these things. Okay. Okay. Let me take control of this thing and let me self-will this into existence because I want it to happen in my life. That still happens, right? The self-will, I, I, I'm not, I'm not fully recovered from self-will. And, you know, when I look at the, when I look at this more about alcoholism chapter, you know, how, you know, how, how convinced am I 
that I'm bodily and mentally different in the sense that I can't live like everybody else. You know, I can't just go, I just can't go about living and conducting myself in a manner, like I can't conduct myself absent of spiritual principles. You know, that, that, that was one of the hardest parts for me to, to come to acceptance and concede to, and that's the next, the next paragraph. You know, we learned that we had to, I had to fully concede to my innermost self that I have the ism, which means that I can't live absent of spiritual principles. And that's a hard one for me to accept because I see other people living absent of spiritual principles with impunity, right? They're just going about their lives. Like, why do I have to live a disciplined life? Like, why do I have to, you know, part of when I, when I can, the concession is that I, you know, I have to practice prayer and meditation. The concession is, is that I can't just make up the rules when it comes to my life. The concession is, is that I have to be a service. The concession is, is that I have to be continuously engaged in inventory and allowing others to check my ideas. Like the concession is that I'm no longer in control of my life. And my life is now about how can I be of service to this creator? And how do I grow in effectiveness to whatever my, whatever my creator's vision is for me? That's a, that's, that's, that's the, that's a hard thing for, that's a hard thing. Even at, even at six years, you know, like I got in my head that I want to be a, a husband and a father. Well, guess what? Now I got to jump in there and make it happen. And I will beep, you know, it's like I jump on an apps and I got to, I'm looking at, at, around every corner for the right one, the right, and it's just like, I start to get into this thing of, I need to make it happen. It needs to be, be happening now, now, now. And, and, and then I find myself, you know, praying to God, like, show me where, you know, show me how to make this, you know, it's like, I'm using God as an ATM machine again. Give me what I want, you know, and this, this sense of entitlement of, oh, look at all the work that I've done in program and I've lost all the weight and now's the time. I'm 42, I'm about to be 42 and I have a great job. I'm checklist, I'm the great, you know, I'm ready for it. And it's, and it's like, give it to me now. Give me what I want. And I've been in that, and, and, and this is just one thing, you know, it could be anything, it could be finances. Oh, you know, and, and now I want to be a millionaire by 50. Okay, now I, let me jump in there and learn everything about finance, and uh, let me get the the the, you know, the financial guy, and let me let me you know oh, I got to now save, and it, this is this is this is this is what I suffer from. This is the ism, and I have to talk about these things because, and this is just my opinion. Um, I feel like, you know, I hear like people get disillusioned in here. So it's like, okay, once you get past the food, oh, you're, you're cured? No. It's there's there's more work to do. And and the work, the work is the work is in, you know, getting closer to this higher power. And part of my motivation again is coming back to this ism. I still, I still have um 
you know, I still have this thing of wanting more all the time, more, more, more. This thing of wanting to control and manage and run my life. Looking for the next thing that's going to make me feel, make me feel whole and complete. You know, that, that's something that's come into my, my, my view and my awareness um, recently is just, I still have this, this, this void inside. It's the volume on it is a lot less, but this feeling of just not good enough and this feeling of this, this sense of um, I'm not okay. So I need the, I need the, I need this to make me feel okay. I need this to make me feel okay. Um, and, and all of it is within the boundaries of recovery, right? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I, I'm abstinent. <laughs> The food doesn't call me, but I still can make myself miserable within, the, within this framework. Because the more that I get into these things and chasing whatever it is, the, 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 the larger that void gets. And what does this have to do with food? Eventually, if I don't talk about that, if I don't be honest about it, if I don't do the work around it, if I don't, uh, open myself to grace, I'm eventually going to go back to the food. And it's not a matter of, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, you know, I talk to some people and they have this, you know, they have this, this, um, it's like, I talk to some people in program and they, they don't have this, like, I, I have a, like, they, they almost have this attitude, like, they're somehow past the point of they're so recovered that the disease the disease isn't there like they're so recovered that they can't really like it, it's not even it, it's amazing to me because I still have a healthy fear of it. I am I am not under any delusion that I, I that it can't get me still And that's, honestly, that's what keeps me, that's what keeps me in the work. Because I know it's just, it's just as simple as going a few days without meditation. Going a few days without talking to somebody or, you know, seeing, seeing those um, the people on the, you know, the missed calls go to red. And, 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 I'll, and I'll back this up here. talks about you know I think it's Jim's story here where he pulls out the red he pulls out the slippers after making the decision okay you know what I'm gonna give up the alcohol for a period of time and I'm gonna focus on my business get my life right and then he gets to a place where he feels like he's arrived and then out comes the red slippers he gets he gets his drink and then in a, in a short time he's dead you know for me what that represents is I can get complacent in my recovery. You know, in my men's group, we talk about relaxing the standards of my recovery. That's something that I have to constantly tell on myself about is how am I relaxing the standards of my recovery? That's my, that's my equivalent of uh, pulling out the slippers. 
And I feel like it's, I'm more, I feel like I'm more uh, vulnerable to it because at six years I can, I can, you know, I can easily slide into this thinking of just, I can coast now. And there's a lot of life that there's a lot of life. There are big things happening in life and that, that can easily distract me. Um, I'm originally based out of Los Angeles. And right now I'm in Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, this is before, before I made this trip, I put it out to my community that um, I need to be consistent on my spiritual actions while I'm, I'm in, while I'm on vacation. Um, and it's partly, you know, it's a godsend that um, I was helping somebody else trying to find a speaker for today who was originally the speaker. Um, and I tried to find other people and they couldn't, I, I couldn't get anybody for them. They couldn't find anybody. And so in my attempt to help somebody else, I stepped in for them. And, you know, this is perfect being, because this keeps me in my, in my routine, keeps me showing up, keeps me being a service, keeps me plugged in. So going back to this reading here, you know, again, I'm on more about alcoholism. It says, despite all we can say, many who are real alcoholics are not going to believe they are in that class. By every form of self-deception self experimentation, they will try to prove themselves exceptions to the rule, therefore non-alcoholic. If anyone who is showing inability to control his drinking can do the right about face and drink like gentlemen, our hats are off to you. Heaven knows we have tried hard enough and long enough to drink like other people. You know, practicing this, I, before I came back, it, when it was starting to, you know, I had gotten out of treatment and it was starting to get really bad. There was just a sense of like, just God, not away. Please, not away. Like anything, is there anything in this world available like just not it was like it, it, from my spirit I was like begging the universe like please not away like do I really have to go back there and what it really was is just like this like do I really have to live by spiritual principles like do I really have to practice this way of life this does do I really need this design for living I so want to be normal I don't want to have to do these things not this like, you know, nothing in this life is sexy to me, you know, like that. It was nothing, you know, I didn't aspire to live by spiritual principles. Like that was not on my radar. I swear it wasn't. And I tried to prove by every form of experimentation and self-deception that I did not need to live, live a principled life like this. And it, and it, it just, and it doesn't stop, right? They, they, they talk about the road gets narrower, narrower, like things that I could get away with at one year, I can't get away with at six years. And I'm not just talking about the food. Look, and, and, it's, and it's like recovery, this God wants to take everything. It wants everything. <laughs> it started with the food, okay? It takes the food. It, then it started, it started, then it's the cigarettes. Okay, no, the cigarettes gotta go. The coffee, really coffee? My, like, don't take that from me, but I can't sleep. 
That's the reality. I can't sleep. I'm not drinking it compulsively. It's only two cups a day, but you can't sleep. I'm fighting reality. That goes away. Sex, love, and romance. Oh, no, please don't. Like, that has to go. That has to be guided, too. Like, I can't. I'm on a short leash. A spirit, I'm on a short spiritual leash. But what do I get? You know, what do I get? I get to take this this wonderful trip and I get to be, I get to visit friends and I get freedom. I get freedom to live. I get the opportunity to have a story that helps people's lives. That's 20 minutes. I get a community of folks where I'm learning to be loved. I'm learning to love. I get to do things that I, you know, that, that were, like I said, something's just, something's happened in life. And it's like, I didn't even plan that. I get to be a better employee. I get to be a better brother. I get to be a, a better everything. I get to show up. And sometimes showing up is painful. Two months ago, two months ago, um, I was in a relationship, a crazy, beautiful, wonderful, hurtful, painful, everything relationship with another, another person. And that ended two months ago, or just over two months ago, um, we were in and out and that was painful. And the way it ended was diseased. And, uh, but it was also a beautiful experience. It was my first real relationship. So, you know, it's just like, I get to, I get to now participate. And it's all opportunities for applying these principles like every experience is new because i've never i've never lived a life um this you know in this this period this is i can truly say that this it, like every experience i'm learning how to live um and experience anew because i don't have any i don't have anything that i'm using at this point in time um so I guess, you know, what I'll do is I'll, I'll open it up um, for shares. And I guess I just want to experience that, you know, like this is, this journey is, uh, at least today, I feel like this journey is a, this is, this is a great thing, man. It's a, it really is. I'm like one of the privileged ones. I'm, I'm, I was selected for this way of life. And it's like God is doing something. God is doing something with me. God is doing something with his life. I'm a paintbrush. And I think there's a bigger plan than whatever I can imagine for myself. Um, and, you know, I'm like a child. I'm a child when it comes to, you know, I get so locked in in my narrow perspective. And I think just, I think the greater consciousness just has a bigger vision. It can, it can see, it can see more. And, you know, part of my work is just trusting in that and having faith that I'll be guided, having faith that I'll be taken care of. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it there and open it up. Maury, thank you so much. That was such a beautiful message and just 
your honesty and vulnerability will have helped so many people today. Just thank you so much for sharing in that beautiful way. Um, in the tradition of the meeting, uh, I'm just going to read uh, something from the big book. Uh, this is just something that I, uh, I felt drawn to when uh, Ore was speaking. And it's out of one of the stories at the back of the big book that's called It Might Have Been Worse. And it's on page 355. And it says the obsession of the mind was a little harder to understand. And yet everyone has obsessions of various kinds. The alcoholic has them to an exaggerated degree. Over a period of time, he has built up self-pity and resentments towards anyone or anything that interferes with his drinking. Dishonest thinking, prejudice, ego, antagonism toward anyone and everyone who dares to cross him, vanity and a critical attitude are character defects that gradually creep in and become a part of his life. Living with fear and tension, inev and tension inevitably results in wanting to ease that tension, which alcohol seems to do temporarily. It took me some time to realize that the 12 steps of AA were designed to help correct these defects of character and so help remove the obsession to drink. The 12 steps, which to me are a spiritual way of living, soon meant honest thinking, not wishful thinking, open-mindedness, a willingness to try and a faith to accept. They meant patience, tolerance and humility and above all, the belief that a power greater than myself could help. That power I chose to call God. Thank you.